Hi, it's Alexander. I'm here with Yester, who sometimes joins me on live stream, but it's been a while. Welcome to the live stream, Yester. So we're going to talk about how to build trust on sales calls and in sales meetings, because Yester here, he actually likes doing a lot of sales meetings. A lot of the stuff he says about sales meetings, you may be able to do if you turn your camera on during sales calls, but let's talk about that in more detail. I have a slightly different take than most on trust building, right? So Yester is going to talk about the more, let's call it practical tips and strategies and, 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 and tactics stuff. And I'm going to talk more about the mindset and how to approach sales on a holistic level, like more marketing level, more than the actual sales call. That way we cover both ends of this, of, of what's necessary for you to be able to build trust. Uh, you had some ideas prepared for what you want to talk about yesterday. So what's, what's the first way of building trust? Yeah. So the first way of, uh, of building trust is that, um, before you're going to meet a prospective client, I do some research on this client. So I will check their Facebook uh, accounts, their, their LinkedIn accounts, and ideally I would find some commonalities like things besides business which you could talk about mm -hmm. um, of course you could like lie about it but it's better to just uh, find something that you also care about so for example um, I recently met with a CEO and I saw that he did a lot of projects um, in a certain country where I was also active and we immediately had something to talk about and of course when, when you talk about something with someone and you feel like you have a commonality this uh, this will definitely increase the trust so for, from the mindset and like the marketing point of view what i've noticed is once you make the commitment that you're only going to work with clients that are likely to get results with you and you refuse to work with clients that are unlikely to work with you uh, get results what happens is you build this massive instant trust because people can tell you can't really fake this right people can tell when you're faking it. Yeah. but if if you really understand who you want to work with and who it is that gets results when they work with you and that's specifically who you're looking for and actively looking only for those people you make it abundantly clear this is the case you're abundantly clear and abundantly like it, it, it's reality that you're looking to work with only the most suitable candidates with the most suitable prospects then on the sales call you carefully select people you carefully screen them you carefully go through the sales process as if you're going to do surgery, basically, right? Because if you do the wrong surgery, you're going to kill them potentially, right? And and then you choose to work with them. People can tell instantly and it will feel to them like they're going to a doctor. It will not feel like they're on a sales call. It will feel like they're talking to someone who has their best interest in mind. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a very good like um, perspective to go with. Since I'm going to be the technical guy here, yeah. <laughs> I'll just turn another another technique that, uh, that I use and that I'm also uh, teaching like my sales team. And that is that you actually have to listen like very, very carefully to your clients. Like uh, many like starting sales representatives, they are actually just saying like, oh yes, yes, I understand, yes, yes. And they don't even fully understand. So what you have to do is even before you're going to answer your, uh, your prospective client says something, just wait a few seconds before you're going to give an answer. Because first of all, they must have information still and that, that can be very useful for you. And second of all, you actually start listening to them because you actually have to. Also, then just don't say, like, I understand, but actually, like, reply to it and try mm -hmm. to get more information. And then also make sure that when they give you information, you are actually writing it down 
Like you have to make sure that you have a notebook with you. You have a pen and paper. You always need to have a pen and paper in your hands. And actually, it's a skill to write down notes when people are talking. This is actually quite hard. You have to teach. You have to learn this. So they are talking to you, and you're writing everything down. And it's very important that you write it down because when you go back to the office and you're going to create a proposal, then the, inf- the information that they gave you, you have to put this in this proposal. Because mm-hmm. if you don't do that, then you will not build any trust. So with relation to trust. Taking notes, listening, and by listening, taking breaks is really going to help you. Awesome. And one little thing about what I was talking about before as well, which is related to this, is when you do choose clients, it's also possible to work with people who you're not too sure, because there's always, you know, there's never a 100% success rate with any type of client. But when you're talking to people, if you want to work with people who have below your standard of success, they need to know this. Right. So you can still work with people who take a larger risk by working with you and you take a larger risk by working with them. But if they understand that their risk is higher than other people's risk, so you can say these have been the results of my clients. This is more or less my success rate. But for you, this may be harder and the success rate may be lower because of this and this reason. Right. You can solve this reason, you can fix this reason, but that's not up to us. Right. For example, if you generate leads for a client and they don't have a sales team, they don't have a good sales process, you say, okay, we can generate leads, right? But we can't guarantee that you're going to be able to close them. We don't know that because it looks like you don't have a sales team. You don't have a good sales process. We can send you to the right resources, but we're not going to be able to, you know, hire a sales team for you unless maybe you give us some equity in your business. But you know, that's a whole different business model. So what I recommend in those situations say, okay, well, it's up to you to figure out the sales process. The leads are most likely going to be there, but closing them and stuff like that, like other clients of ours have been able to do, that is completely up to you. It's your responsibility. It's your risk to figure that out. And if that sounds fair, which is a bigger risk than we usually take, then we can sign this document that says that this is what's happening. And then we may be able to work with you and then you just close them. And then you can have a bunch of clients with like 30% success rate instead of 70% success rate likelihood. And you can still build your business like that. And because you're honest, suddenly, you know, the expectations are set right. You're not bullshitting people. They can sense it. They're not going to be difficult customers, even if they don't get great results. As long as you're doing your work, as long as you're hustling and delivering what you did promise. Yeah, that's a really good one. Like following up on your promises, like always always do that if you tell someone like you're going to send them a proposal like do it also you can use it in a technical way too uh, this is a, a, of the book but you can give a promise and then follow up mm. that's also how brands are built so when you meet with a client you can say hey i'm going to send you the proposal today before five o'clock you do it and the uh, process already increased to give another one like what you also should do is like this actually skill is to be able to talk with, with someone on an informal level mm-hmm. and this usually starts like in bmi we do this with the, like the ice breaking process mm-hmm. like usually in the beginning of the uh, meeting or at the very end that's the moment where you can be informal in the middle of course you have to be 100 percent professional when you're when you are coming in just do a little bit of small chat a little bit of chit chat for some people it can be hard like for myself that's quite hard if you are like very introverted but you just have to figure it out that's a good book on it it's called um, fine art of small talk mm-hmm. and you have to you have to learn how to small talk because if they don't see you as a human then they will not really trust you because you trust other human and also on the end it's a really like on the end i do like to do the most small talk because i just ask questions like what are you going to do later today and when did you start your business and you can just do some more like personal uh, conversation 
Again, overall, as the overall strategy or mindset, keep the best interests of the client in mind and talk about them, their needs and their words based on how this can be solved, if it can be solved. And the more you do this, what a doctor would do, the less you do weird salesy techniques just to close them no matter what, the more you're gonna have great clients, relatively easy sales calls that are just chatting to clients. As long as you understand the process, it doesn't have to be this weird, stressful, angry process where you get pissed off at people or whatever. So it changes the whole dynamic and becomes fun to do sales calls. Yesterday's one of our uh, instructors here in Business Banner Insiders in the Mastermind. Uh, if you have any questions for him or me, just comment below or message me on Facebook. 